No. I was going to ask how Evie is, but I think I already know. <laughs> audible. She is audible. She is definitely her mother's daughter. What are you doing this shit? <laughs> Can you hear me? Yes, yeah. and not just you. Yeah. I'm in the middle of uh, fixing an issue. <laughs> you are. We hear every payment. There is a leak. A leak that wasn't there just ten minutes ago when I checked it. Yes, the leak is now here. Delightful. There's a leak in the system. <laughs> ah, parental ship. <laughs> <laughs> So, is this going to be the big reveal for the episode, then? Sounds like it might be a bumper. That's for certain. Shut up, you little shit. <laughs> I love her, but oh my god. Shoot a mummy. You have mummy's problem right now. Mummy's <laughs> 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 problem. Hello, gentlemen. Hello. Hello. Uh, uh, Shall we start a show? <laughs> I, I think we should. I don't know how. Are we like? We're, you're recording, aren't you? I'm recording. Yeah, we are in fact broadcasting live. We just don't know if we have any listeners. Okay. Like, if you are there. Hi. Uh, sorry, the chat thing's down. We're not going to respond to anything. Yeah, we're not going to respond to anything anyone says. Oh, that's a shame. You could tweet us. But yeah, I'll see that, and then I can tell people that that's happened. So we'll, it's send, thing. we'll send Tumblr asks at w1s1 or indeed world1stage1.tumblr.com. Yeah. See, I personally think that this this situation is valid for the topic choice because this can happen in this yes That's very true <laughs> but we're not there yet but we're not no. there yet I, I hear there's been some big news also we haven't actually started the show yet okay. That's true welcome <laughs> to world one stage <laughs> i knew someone would talk over it <laughs> i didn't do it it wait, wasn't me this time wait should we do this properly do you want me to get evelyn crying again no <laughs> <laughs> for I the really love don't. of god no <laughs> Welcome to World 1 Stage 1. I'm Simon, and joining me this week is a full crew. We Yay. have Jack. Yay! We have Mike. Yay! And we have Mr. Pateman. Hello! Or as I'm going to call him from now on, Big Papa. <laughs> or simply, Daddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be a big daddy. Just going to do the costume for no I'm reason. going to be. No, no, I'm going to be a big daddy, like Bioshock. Ah, but you are a big daddy. Yes, I already am a big daddy. <laughs> How is fatherhood? Um, it's interesting. It's uh, Evelyn's actually particularly well-behaved when she wants to be. So, you know, when it comes to nighttime, we actually are getting sleep. You know, it's let's, not a... Let's see that laugh. 
we figured out ways to make it work. So, oh, come on. That is good to hear. And uh, in the background, that is indeed your, your lovely daughter. She is so lovely. Yeah. Yeah, we're just trying to get her to eat at the moment. She's not she's not playing along. Now, I know you were under strict instruction to inform the world of the joyous arrival of Evelyn, but if you feel you need to rush off during the show, no, do no, you be free. No. It's fine. This is this is normal. <laughs> normal for three days old at least. Yes. But we understand priorities. Yes. But no, no, it should be fine. Once she's got once she's got going, she'll be fine. Just to realise that. You know, there is milk there. She just has to attach properly. And I apologise to anyone who is listening that this may happen. <laughs> She's so wow, cute, that, that was just a sudden silence. That was quite terrifying. <laughs> that really was. I think that's a mute button. I hope that's a mute button. <laughs> it is. <laughs> and how are you, Jack and Mike? Uh, I'm, I'm fantastic. I also got my baby back. My laptop is back from the shop. I saw baby. I'm happy. <laughs> so cute. So glad she's here. Yes, so I've only I... seen photos, but she does seem very, very cute. We're going to spoil that baby wrong. Damn straight. Has it should. <laughs> oh no. my god, you little shitbag. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the, these random, like, ins and outs of, of the Pateman house are just... Uh, they're making things very interesting. Well, that's that's World One Stage One. Nothing if not unpredictably interesting. <laughs> oh my god, I just changed you! <laughs> <laughs> How have you... You are a poorly timed little mistress! <laughs> I apologise to everyone! <laughs> so you should. We're sorry Irish couldn't be here today. <laughs> He is quite busy. Yes. I saw a film, though. Good Lord, what did you see? I went to see the Lego movie. How was uh, it? It's so good. It was oh, cool. So I saw it too. I saw it. It was amazing. It was just the best film. It, it is a nearly perfect film. It's really, really good. Oh, fair enough. It's actually interesting. I was reading today that the uh, looking at the spread of where the money comes into that film across a week... Uh, suggests that it opened really strongly with kids and parents taking their children. Yeah. But it's now starting to pick up an adult audience. Huh. Because demographics tell you, you know, people go out on their own to see a film at very different times to when they take their kids. Yeah, of course. So it's continuing to make enormous money as the parents go and tell their friends, no, it's really good. Yeah. Awesome. So, yeah, I thoroughly recommend it. That's cool. I will probably maybe see it when it comes to Netflix or whatever. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> definitely watch it, but yeah. uh, I would say it's worth seeing on the big screen. But yeah, I got, it's definitely worth seeing. Yeah. Eh? Yeah. Doesn't really draw, I know, it doesn't really draw. I mean, I liked Lego when I was a kid, but I was never, like, huge on it. Getting yeah, but I don't think you understand how good this film is. I know, and people keep telling me that, and I was like, eh. Also, Batman. So? And Green Lantern, and Wonder Woman, and Superman. And Superman, and Unikitty, everything. Unikitty is amazing. I, I, I love Alison Brie. I, I just, I don't know, I feel like, what's that guy called with the, the thing, and the stuff, uh, never mind. Um, just every time I see it, I was like, eh, it looks okay, and people tell me, no, 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 it's amazing, you gotta go and see it, and I'm like, but... Uh, it's got the best Star Wars footage filmed since the original trilogy. 
<laughs> That's not saying much. It's not, but it is true, because, of course, <laughs> Star Wars is another franchise they own. Yeah. And interestingly, of course, Star Wars is now owned by Disney, who also own Marvel. So they came this close to a Marvel-DC crossover. That could have been fun. They had a Disney-DC crossover. Yep. Wait, Disney-DC? Yeah, because Disney owns Star Wars and Disney owned Marvel. DC? Yes, DC, DC oh. who own Batman and just uh, the Justice League in general and Wonder Woman and Green Lantern. Oh, of course, because they're in Lego as well. I was, I was trying to yes, say Yes, because Lego no, no, you Because you were talking about Star Wars, so I was trying to find the link between Star Wars and DC, and I was like, wait, where is this going? I don't understand. <laughs> You're like me on a, on a Segway. <laughs> I just want to see Marvel and DC cross over again. Yeah. Marvel, DC, and Star Wars. Would be an awesome crossover. Would yeah. be the best Kingdom yeah. Hearts game. <laughs> Certainly wouldn't be the worst. <laughs> I like Kingdom Hearts. That's a lie. Um, it ain't bad. God, why am I such a fucking downer today? I don't know. Wow. I'm really sorry. Like, the best I can come up with at the moment is just like, eh, it looks all right. Another I'm normally the super enthusiastic dude. <laughs> you are. Yes, another thing that's happened since we were last gathered together is I've bought a 3DS and am playing Pokemons. Really? Mm-hmm. What? Ha- uh, huh? I've been playing Pokemons. I can only assume that since you are not acting as you are, but are still Simon the Viking, you must be shape-shifting Loki. (laughs) Hmm, an interesting theory. No, it's been interesting. I have, in fact, been consulting uh, Irish as a bit of a sort of a sensei to guide me through the world of the Pokemons. It leads to the rather wonderful moment when I messaged him with a question. I cannot remember what the question was. The answer was basically, that's lovely, Jenna is being induced now. Oh. And I was like, okay, I'll let you get on with that. You, you said, <laughs> I have now acquired the Charizard Megastone. That's right. And, you know, you've got further than you had done before. And I'm like, that's great. We're currently at Gloucester Royal. Jenna's having the baby. <laughs> so I have the best timing. Yeah. It was yeah. fine. It was, during the, it was during the quieter part of the day. <laughs> it just sounds like he's sort of opening a hatch and sticking his head out. <laughs> That's how I'm choosing to picture it. Yeah, yeah. To- that is totally what I'm doing. Clunk. It does. It, it even <laughs> clicks when the when he mutes it. Oh, beautiful! The best thing about owning a 3DS and living in central London is: Are you familiar with the Street Pass thing? On I, I have. How many do you get a day? More than the 10 you're allowed, I have to empty it frequently throughout the day. <laughs> so I, I get my 10 on my commute in yeah. and empty it out during the morning. Then I, I go out outside during lunch and get another 10 and empty it out in the afternoon. And then I get another 10 on the way home. It's marvellous. <laughs> Central London is great. Well, if you like people uh, or need people. That's true. If you, if you like being in one of the most densely populated cities in the world. Yeah. But not I mean, most densely populated by any means. No. Which I believe is Tokyo. I believe so. Which leads me on to... No, I'm not, I'm not going to segue away from that, don't worry. <laughs> I found my old DS. One. Yeah. Uh, in other news, it won't be when people are listening to this, but today when we are recording, do you know what day it is? It's a Tuesday. It is. But do you know what day it is? Uh, it's Tuesday the 12th. No, 4th. Pancake day. Yes, today it is pancake day. Yes, or what's another word for pancake day? Shrove Tuesday. Shrove Tuesday. Tuesday. Now, if you were a Christian, what would that mean? Silence. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Jesus. Lent. Lent. It means yeah. It means Jesusy things. Yeah, Jenna finally gave up being pregnant for Lent. That's her, that's what she. Oh did. shit! I might do that too. Up again in forty days. 
Uh, I was you. Oh, God no. <laughs> but like, oh. you know, you know what Jesus did, right? Among other things, is he told parables, and a parable. Oh, there we go. Is I have a place, bitch. Like uh. where you where you tell a story that has like a really really deep moral meaning to it. And you know what another word for that is? Well, it's not fable because that's not what that means. Is it not? I thought that's what fable meant. Doesn't necessarily have to have a moral meaning. No. Oh, I <laughs> screw you, Jack. <laughs> Let me just look up this uh, on dictionary.com here. And, uh... You were trying so hard. Oh, man, fail. Fable is a literary genre. Fable is a succinct fictional story in prose or verse that features animals, mythical creatures, plants, inanimate objects, or forces of nature which are anthropomorphized and the, that illustrates or leads to an interpretation of a moral lesson. <sighs> oh, okay. That's, that's a definition, but it's a definition including anthropomorphized animals and yeah. that we don't have in this. A, anyway, I'll a, fable, a fable differs from a parable in that the latter excludes animals, plants, inanimate objects, and forces of nature as actors that assume speech and other powers of humankind. I will grant it to you as one of your less tenuous segues. Thank you. Rowan thought it was incredibly tenuous when I told her, and I'm like, damn, you need to listen to the show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Mm -hmm. Right. Fable is, is in yeah. case you hadn't got it from that. What he was leading to was that tonight's show is about fable. Yes, that, that word in the title. That wonderful video game, all the way back from 1996 by Symbiosis Interactive. That's the one. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> or I, 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 alternatively, the slightly more recent um, Xbox game. Oh, yeah, that one. <laughs> uh, I mean, there was also that one as well. I mean, I, I don't see why we would talk about it. No, I, I can't either. Wasn't there some sort of event recently? What, the 10th anniversary of the 2004 fable. <gasps> Good it? lord! Oh my god. Although, also no. The, the 10th anniversary hasn't happened yet. <laughs> what? Well, because it came out later on in the year of 2004. Oh yeah, true. It did come out in September, but this is its 10th year. Yeah. I believe it was due to come out a lot earlier. <laughs> but it, it was probably due to come out in 1996, <laughs> now that I think about it. Uh, well, what day did the Xbox actually launch? Uh, I believe it was a Tuesday. Uh, I also believe it was 2002. <laughs> 2002 isn't a day, Simon. No, but I'm saying, I believe it was 2002, as in two years earlier, and that's when I believe it was due. Uh, but Fable took four years to make. It was a long, long old game. Uh, the brand was first introduced November 15th, 2001. The brand? Yeah, we released. The, the original you know Xbox that? was re released on the 15th of November 2001 in North America. Yep. There we go. Uh, 2002 was the European release. Yes, March yes. 14th. Anyway, Fable took a long old time to make uh, and spent a long time under the name of Project Ego. Ah. Yes. I wish that was the game that got released. <laughs> <laughs> Now I'm just going to check something. Oh, March the 14th, 2002 was a Thursday. Oh. <laughs> well, I had a one in seven chance, I guess. Oh, well. Yes, this is a game that's sort of slightly dear to my heart, but also somewhat prejudices everything I'm going to say tonight. Are you going to say bad things? No, no. Well, oh, you're, uh, but I did work on it. Yeah, I was going to say, you're going to mostly say good things, and we were like, well, you have to say that. Professional pride. <laughs> yep. I, did, I, I will say this. I was at Lionhead whilst it was being made. I may have worked on it a little bit, 
but it was not my project. I was not part of Big Blue Box, and I wasn't part of the Lionhead team that worked on Fable. So I am somewhat unbiased. Were you were you on the black and white team at the time? Or no, the movies. No. Oh, yes, of course. But I was also um, doing work for... Uh, it's actually the unified login system, so you'd have one Lionhead community account, which was upgrading the black and white forums yeah. uh, into a broader Lionhead-wide community system. So I sort of was... Generally involved in the lion head community. You were a nerd wrangler. No, no, I, I wasn't wrangling. That was Sam's job. I was uh, allowing the nerds <laughs> to be wrangled. I was developing nerd wrangling technology. Ah, okay, fair enough. <laughs> but so I did all these. Yes, but I also play tested fable because everyone did. I'm adding these titles to your. I'm adding these titles to your resume now. <laughs> Don't worry, they're already there. Nerd wrangler, barrel rider, etc. <laughs> See, Jen knew you worked at Lionhead, but she didn't know you worked on the movies. That's not one of her favourite games. You just blew her little mind a bit. Oh, I was. I, I did. I did the boring things. I did the networking stuff. But yay! I'm it, is also, it is also one of Rowan's favourite games. She doesn't care. She loves that game. It yeah. is some game, and one that I have obviously a very special place in my heart for. Partly because it was a return to Peter Molyneux's whole uh, runner thing game whether that's a hospital or a theme park or, in this case, a movie studio. Yeah. And partly because I worked on it. Yeah. You got a little bit of yourself in there. A little bit of me. I mean, you know, not literally, because <laughs> that would be fucking weird. <laughs> no, that's not true. That's how an Evelyn happens, right? <laughs> what? Oh, baby update. Is there something Listen. we don't know? <laughs> a, li a little bit of Simon went into something and then Evelyn happened. Wait, hang on, what? <laughs> Nice. Let's quash that rumour before it starts. Yeah. Yeah, she's all me and Jen. <laughs> she's not all you, because then she would be a clone. God damn it, Jack. Learn to genetics. Is this how I got into this mess in the first place? Yes, that is how you got in that mess. <laughs> but listen, look, silence. She's happy now. <sighs> the angry god has, has fallen asleep. She's been appeased. She's been appeased by an offering of food. Ah. I was appeased by food. I was just appeased by food. That was why I was late. Because <laughs> I was being appeased by food. It's good. I'm sure it was. I'm going to have food uh, after the show. I'm going to have pancakes. I mean, I hope I'll have food after the show, because I guess after the show is a pretty fucking broad term. It is. Yeah. It's kind of like when I was in a pub the other day waiting for someone to turn up who had said they would turn up after four. And it was <laughs> right. Oh, yep. God, what time did he turn up? Half six. Well, it's after four. It is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Dora, there was plenty of other people there waiting for him as well. Ah, that's okay. And we just sat and played Cards Against Humanity. Ah. Nice. Oh, yes, I got your text. I, yes. I, I was halfway through texting you back when my phone died, saying, I have never been prouder of anyone in my life. <laughs> when, I, when I played it, I put it down and just announced the history of America in two cards. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> And people will have to use their imagination as to what I could possibly have done. But if you know Cards Against Humanity... You know it isn't good. No! <laughs> you, made, you made me, like, shocked. That, that's how bad it was. <laughs> oh god, that's terrible. And, and for people he that don't shocked. know... He was shocked. Shocked by that. I wasn't exactly shocked, shocked. But uh, for people that don't know, like, in Cards Against Humanity, I may potentially be the devil. Uh, not necessarily. No. I have to say, I was there. Simply Syndicated listeners will know uh, my companions, who were Boz and Timo and their respective other halves, or better halves, and Shane, who is a um, well-known figure in the Simply Syndicated community, who is 
apparently a monster. Figuratively, <laughs> <laughs> literally. Uh, cards against humanity wise. He wow. he turned up and just showed us all how it was done. Nice. And at the end you left Phil feeling very, very fragile. Yes. Because we'd just been playing it in public. Man, I wanted to be there. That was in the basement. Camden. <laughs> Whoa! Did anyone else hear the robots? Yes, yeah. I, that's that would be you, Irish. You might need to. Are you using a USB headset by any chance? Who me? Yes, the one called uh, Irish. A wireless, a wireless headset. Yes. Ah, because you may need to turn it off and turn it on again because it's going weird. Okay. It's projecting right. your thoughts into the into the podcast as high pitched noise. Yeah, maybe, that, maybe that's what he's thinking about. Couldn't be. I mean, my brain he, runs on high pitched noises. Evelyn may have just got him on the subject of high pitched noises. He doesn't seem to produce many of them. <laughs> Thanks oh. for that. But I had the best, <laughs> the best acquisition that I've ever had in a long time the other week. A spine. Wait, how did you know? Um, no, on um, our lovely, lovely site, goodoldgames.com. Ooh. They did a val- on the Valentine's Day sale. I did are you, are you tell gonna, people. Are you just going to twist the fucking knife right now, Mike? They were giving away for free Dungeon <sighs> Keeper. Oh, they were, and I picked that up as well. I God, picked that up. I love that. Damn it! And, and my then they had the sale in the shop, and they had just, DK two for really cheap as well. Yeah, I picked that up as well. I've just yeah, been sat here playing both of them constantly for the last two weeks. It's been amazing. I love that that sort of coincided with uh, Dungeon Keeper Mobile being just broadly trashed by everyone, including us. I know. Uh, <laughs> I was just like, this is fate. Someone sort of saw that and went, well. People are talking about Dungeon Keeper and don't like the new one. Here's the old one. A good old game's trying to get in on like what Steam used to do, where they used to listen to our shows through their psychic mind powers and put shit on sale. I think they might be. I they think might they be. might be. Which means, obviously, we need to talk about more games from good old games, which would bring us back to sort of the original history of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, continuity. That shit. Yeah, that's that. <laughs> uh, I feel icky. Yeah, that was marvellous. They also gave away Steve. Mm. Oh. Wait, no, they didn't. Someone else did. Someone gave away the original Thief. I think it might have been Amazon. Ah, nice. Which was really nice. Because uh, the new Thief has had very mixed reviews. Has had very what? Mixed reviews. Oh, really? I'm enjoying it. Yeah, fair enough. I wouldn't say it's it's not a triple A game by any stretch of the imagination, but it's fun. It has its problems, but it's it's a chuckle. I mean, certainly when characters are talking to you and their mouths stop moving, it's a little disconcerting, but... but... Just imagine you're in like a really, 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 really bad martial arts movie. Not really that sort of a game, but I'll try. I'll try really hard. I'll just really try. And seeing as we're already off, I'll just touch on Titanfall coming out soon and just say I am super excited for that game. Yeah, I need it. You're so so excited that you've become a robot. Hey! Robot I'm glad to hear it. I'm not using a USB headset, so I can't fix that. That's all right. It's, it's fixed itself now. It just sort of you went all that kind of weird, crunchy, harder, better, faster, stronger shit getting up in here. And now so have you. Oh, awesome. Work it harder, make it better, makes us faster, whatever the fuck. <laughs> yeah, I have networking problems here, but when I moved house, that should be fixed. To Walden State from HQ. I'm getting really super fast internet. Yes. Yeah. So, that's happening really soon. I was going to say, I was saying to Ron today that, like, at, at work we have a whole bunch of uh, office in trays that we're just giving away because we don't need them anymore. 
And I was thinking I should totally give these to Simon to put up in, in a room of the building as, as like the World 1 Stage 1 office. And then I will just keep sending you post addressed to the World 1 Stage 1 office. I'm all for this. Yeah, I, I know, right? I'm entirely okay with this. And then I want to get a PO box so listeners can send us post. Yeah. Oh, man, that's a brilliant idea. Yeah. Listeners, send us post to PO box 1124793X uh, banana. Banana. Or for the moment, just let's go with mail at world1stage1.com. Yeah, that's, that's also good. Because that will reach us. Yeah, well, well, that will reach some of us, some of the time. Yes, I need, I, need, I need to check that shit again. Shall we talk about Fable? What the hell's Fable? Let's. Fable is a video game. What's video that? Video game? It's. <laughs> now, let's start by saying, whilst I am biased in its favor, let's start by calling it what it is one of the most overhyped video games in history. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yep. I don't know. Is it as hyped as Fable 2? Uh, yes. Is it as hyped as Fable 3? <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, it was ridiculous, the amount of hype that was going on for this game. Uh, Fable it was actually not the brainchild of Peter Molyneux or anyone at Lionhead. Oh, okay. It was actually the idea of a pair of brothers called Dean and Simon Carter. Uh, and they started a company called Big Blue Box and had the idea to make uh, a role-playing game unlike any other ever made, basically. Uh, they had ambition. <laughs> There's a wonderful quotation on Wikipedia from... Which Carter is this from? This is... I don't know. It's from either Dean or Simon. I'm not sure which. It's from a Carter. The world would be a breathtakingly beautiful place filled with waterfalls, mountains, dense forests, populated with compelling and convincing characters with real personality, people who actually reacted to what you did. We wanted to give the player control of a hero who would adapt to the way they played, who would age, who would become scarred in battle, who would get tattoos, wear, their, uh, wear dreadlocks, and dress uh, and address if the player was so inclined. We wanted each and every person who played our game to have a unique experience, to have their own stories to tell. We called it Thingy. <laughs> now, suddenly I'm thinking, I think I know which Carter that was. That was John Romero Carter, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, that was only the beginning of the hype train. It got worse. Okay. Anyway, they knew that it was going to be tough to pitch this to a publisher by going as a traditional sort of we're a startup company. So they thought, we've got a big idea. We've got a pipe dream. We're, we've got some serious, serious ambition. Who do we know who liked to uh, reach beyond his grasp and would encourage and support us? Let's John Romero. Molyneux. Oh, yeah. Peter Molyneux. Him Peter too. Peter Molyneux. Oh, yes. And that's where the idea of um, Lionhead satel- uh, Satellite Companies came about. Which I, was, I, I swear you were going to say Lionhead Satellite Lasers. No, they came later. Okay. Uh, that was when, when, when they sold Lionhead to Microsoft. That's when that happened. Oh, of course. Yes, yes, yes. But the idea was actually a really, really good idea. The idea is that Lionhead had a, a central core team of developers who could do things like network code, game engine code, uh, testing, and um, produce sort of art assets, 3D art and things. And then each game would have its own sort of studio, which had coders and testers and people dedicated to the stuff that was just needed for that game. But all the studios were supported by this big monolithic central Lionhead group. That's why Black and White was spun off to Black and White Studios, and it, it was a really good way of doing things. Yeah. The Big Blue Box were able to try and make their really ambitious game uh, with a comparatively small team for a game of its size and complexity. Because it was a dedicated team. Absolutely. 
and they'd also they'd absolutely sold Peter Molyneux on it, who who took the hype ball and ran with it. Yep, because that's what he does. Yeah, that he's is really, what he does. And he's in fact a fucking master of it. <laughs> they call him. They yes, call him he Peter is a master Molyneux. Over hype and under deliver. That's what he does. Uh, I love the guy, but seriously, he needs to be reined in. <laughs> Maybe instead of a nerd wrangler, you should have been a Pete Wrangler. I kind of love what he's doing. Someone needed to be a Pete Wrangler. Um, But yeah, he he got on the it will be the greatest game of all time, it will change the software industry forever hype train, Uh, which is a real shame. Because I think as much as Fable is actually fondly remembered, a lot of people look back and go, this is a really fun game. And it is. I do think that there is still a little thing in a lot of people's hearts that this game made them sad because it wasn't Project Ego. It wasn't the game they'd been promised. Hmm. Fair comment. Uh, they were promised diamonds. They got given gold. Mm. I can agree with that. But I think if it had been hyped correctly, it could have been even more fondly remembered. If It, it wouldn't have been in any way a disappointment if we just told people it would be really good. And it was. Yeah, it definitely it was. It was fucking amazing. And to a great extent, a lot of what turns up in that original description from one of the Carters is true. The character does age, does develop scars, does, you know, get tattoos, haircuts, does change uh, according to what happens to them and what they do. That's all true. Uh, the the amount to which this affected your game... They can also wear a dress. They could also wear a dress. Uh, the degree to which this made your gameplay unique is questionable, though. As <laughs> Fable is quite linear. Just a tad. It has, no, 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 it, story. it has different endings. <laughs> we'll come to that. Yeah, yeah, we will. <laughs> We're not getting away from that. No, God, no. Uh, but it does have a story that you follow. And yeah, there are side quests and stuff, but it is one narrative. And it's not that original a narrative. You are the chicken chaser. Chicken chaser? You've been chasing chickens then. There he goes. Ranger the Brave. Hi, master. <laughs> oh, yes. Could also get nicknames. <laughs> oh, yeah. We probably should mention that. <laughs> did you did you earn nicknames through your great deeds? You could. That was one of the ways you could get them. Or you could buy them. You could buy them. Or just be called Arseface. Or you could just be called Chicken Chaser because you chase chickens. Kicking chickens. Mm, indeed. Because you start off as a small child. A very small child. Uh, a character who's never given a name. Oh yeah, he's just hero protagonist, except not that hero protagonist. Oh, he's just the hero of Oakvale. Yeah. Which is your small town. For a few minutes. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So you're in a quiet woodland village where everything's nice and idyllic and, and lovely. Do you think possibly maybe there may be some orcs and or bandits around? <laughs> And your biggest concern as a small child is trying to find a present for your sister's birthday. Well, it's trying to find gold for a present for your sister's birthday, isn't it? True, yes. So you're running around the village doing deeds. I was about to say good deeds, and then I remembered, wait, no, not necessarily. <laughs> That's kind of core to the whole concept. Yeah, you, you can catch a dude like cheating on his wife, and then you can either accept his bribe to, to keep shtum about it, or tell his wife. Who then rewards you. So you get paid either way, or you get to be a dick... 
Or you get to be a good guy. Or you can accept his bribe to keep shtum about it and then tell his wife. Which is super dickish, but gets you paid twice. Yeah. And then yeah. you can run over and tell your dad, and he's like, I don't think you should do bad things. And I'm like, okay, dad, and then punch him in the nuts. <laughs> but yes, this was one of the games. It, it was around this time, and it was that sort of convergent development, like the fact that there's always like two asteroid movies made at the same time, or two volcano movies made at the same time. It was around this time that RPG makers became really interested in that sort of good-bad balance. You know, KOTOR came swinging in at around the same time. Uh, I like KOTOR. And indeed, it was one of the, one of the many things that they wanted to track in uh, Fable to define your character. Because it wasn't just whether you did good or bad. But that was the, the perhaps the most obvious of the stats it was tracking. It had the sort of morality meter on the side, didn't it? Yes. No, not on the side. Uh, it like, was like in, in, in the ground or something. Now I can't remember. Well, it had a meter somewhere, but it was, uh, as you changed, your character literally changed. That was it. I'm, I, again, I'm thinking of KOTOR there that had well, the meter, like Fable, it was all environmental. Yes. So as you got nicer and nicer, your skin would uh, slightly take on this healthy glow and your character could literally glow and at really really high levels of true paragon of virtue goodness you would develop a little halo and butterflies would appear around you as you walked uh, and vice versa <sighs> if you became really really evil horns would develop and a little red mist would swirl around your feet as you walked so you know we all had horns basically yeah pretty much yeah. In fact, yeah. no, actually, let's face it. Everyone in Fable becomes a white-haired, pale-skinned character with glowing arcane sigils all over them because once you've got the healing magic, the game is broken. Oh, I never went with magic. Oh, uh, no one does, apart from yeah. the healing spells, uh, which just heal you in combat any time. And if you're not actually a wizard, you've always got enough mana to just constantly spam healing. So yeah. just immortal. I just wailed on people with a sword, mostly. I did that whilst spamming heals on myself. Ah, oh, fair enough. <laughs> and that was another thing it tracked, obviously, your magic usage. Uh, too much magic. You, you prematurely age yourself and your hair fades out and these glowing sigils appear on your skin. Uh, equally, if you're very, very... That's why I age so quickly. Yeah. I've always wondered that for this entire time I've yeah. played that game. Why does my guy age so quickly? Magic, magic. makes you prematurely age. Magic I did not know that. There magic. we go. That, thank you. You've solved one of my... Biggest gaming mysteries. Because <laughs> uh, you would age anyway, but nowhere near as quickly as if you spammed magic. Uh, equally, if you ate too much, you became fat, very simply. Uh, if you swapped yep. a lot, you would become muscular, or possibly offset the fatness a little bit. And weirdly, if you used skill, which was dexterity, let's face it, it, it was what defined your ability to use... It was, it was using a bow. You became taller. Yep. I don't know why. Because using a bow makes you taller, because it makes yeah. your muscles stretch. Obviously. Uh, <laughs> I never understood that one. That one always confused me. But it's what gives you this distinct-looking character. Yeah. Along with the fact that you could change hairstyles, get tattoos, change your clothes. And this added to some other stats as well. Uh, namely, your scariness and your impressiveness. <laughs> Ooh! So you could get sort of face tattoos and grim haircuts and lots of black leather armor and, and you'd be super scary. Uh, oh, totally, totally super scary. And townspeople would be scared of you. Run, it's our face! <laughs> Run, it's the pie master! <laughs> oh man, I want to make a really fat, super evil dude. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, and to the contrary, you could go more sort of superhero with really brightly coloured, shining armour, and, and you, they'd all sort of worship you. And, and what was interesting was the villagers around you, of course, all had their own tastes. Some people quite liked you, Scary. And this went into your last stat, which was your composite stat of attractiveness. Yay! Which was, <laughs> reach first, calculated it. And people would fancy you because you're the hero. Or they would not fancy you because you were an ass face. <laughs> Although we should specify a hero. Oh yeah, because there's like a, a hero's guild. Mm. And that's where the, the sort of the world building comes into it. Because it's actually quite an interesting little universe it's set in. Yeah, that there are like this sort of sub-race of superhuman things called heroes. Yeah, it is sort of a sub-race, isn't it? It is yeah. a, a human uh, spin-off. And as the games, as the like the franchise progresses, you find out a little bit more about heroes. Like, for example, you don't age as fast as a normal human does. Unless you spam magic. Unless you spam magic. But, I mean, you, you basically live a lot longer than a human does. And you don't take falling damage. They're, they're immune Shadow. to these... Uh, yeah, they're, they're immune to the detrimental effects of, like, striking the ground with great force. <laughs> yeah, that's a weird one. Yeah, uh, that's what the only ones I remember. Oh, and they can summon later on. They can summon golden trails to tell them where to go. Yep. And you're also stronger, taller. Well, yeah, all, all the sort of able to use magic, which is a bit of a big deal. Yep, magic's pretty cool. And you certainly didn't know you were a hero when you were a small child. Because um, let's get back into that plot. Spoilers follow. The game is ten years old. Yeah. But yes, it's, ahoy. it's the the sister's birthday, as we said, and you, you're running around getting your gold, defining whether you're a good boy or a naughty boy. Naughty boy. And eventually you get enough gold to buy her some chocolate, and off you go to find her. That's when the bandits attack. Oh, no. It's oh, a no. universe, and it's a small village town. Of course they do. <laughs> and you run around in a blind panic as your town burns down and are saved by a mysterious figure who sort of teleports in and abducts you. Maze, I believe his name is? His name is Maze, yes. And it's all a bit strange danger, if you ask me. Yeah. Come with me if you want to live. Uh, oh. But he takes you to the Heroes Guild. Which is basically the... like the job centre for superheroes. It's part that and part sort of the Xavier Academy for gifted youth. Yeah. I assume. There's never actually... Yeah. There's no reference of any schooling that goes no, on. It is, it is. It's... Well, the schooling is hit this with a stick, now shoot yeah. this with a bow, now zap this girl with some lightning. Uh, no, no, dummies. You, you zap the dummies with lightning, don't, not don't the girl. Have, don't you have, uh, like, training fights with Whisper? Yes, but not using magic. Oh, okay. You with the wooden swords with Whisper. Yes. <laughs> you don't shoot her with lightning. Uh, <laughs> that, that would get you evil points, I think. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. Not evil points. <laughs> but yes, you are trained to be a hero. Uh, and as Jack mentioned, you also have your little rival, as you are trained, who is uh, Whisper, who is the daughter of a famous hero. Trying to remember his name. Wait, were they, uh, were they father Thunder. and daughter? I thought Thunder was her um, older brother. I thought it was her father. I, I, don't, think, I don't think it's ever said. It's been a just... while since I've played it. I will... Uh, I'll look this up. Yeah, because I've always thought, but maybe it doesn't actually say. And it's just one of those things that, through context, we've taken it away. Not. Let's see. Oh, Whisper and her older brother, Thunder, you're right. Hey, I remembered a thing. Well done, Jack. I'll get you a cookie. Yes, they, they, uh, they are South Island heroes, uh, which goes mm -hmm. some way to proving that heroes are a global phenomenon. Yeah. Uh, who were stranded in Albion, which is where, where the game is set. 
And uh, as they were stranded here, Thunder took Whisper to be looked after and uh, raised in the Hero's Guild. Because being the younger sister of a famous hero, she is likely to be a hero herself. And yep, she is. Yep. So she's a little bit older than you, but you're sort of trained together and become friends and friendly rivals by the time uh, the game sort of cuts back in after a bit of a fade out sometime later, fade in opening. So heroes are like a race, like we said. So how come random little spot in the middle of the woods is a hero? That's a very good question, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Indeed. <laughs> it's something of a leading question. I think that's what they're called. It, it is. It is perhaps a, a leading question. Um, and that's sort of the plot, really. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and equally important is, of course... Uh, as Thunder and Whisper demonstrate that herodom is sort of genetic, hmm. uh, what of your sister, who has been missing since the attack on your uh, village? I'm all thinking, what of your parents? Because you meet your dad right at the beginning of the game, and he's just he's some random... He's not a hero, is he? No, he's, he's just some random fuckass who's just like, hey, don't <clears throat> steal things. Mm. Ooh. That, that's pretty much it. Yes, so yeah, maybe the father isn't really uh, where you want to look here. But then, who could it be? Maybe the mother? Oh! <laughs> what the sounds? <laughs> Gatsuks. Well, it is, uh, it's mentioned uh, right at the beginning, actually, that um, I, I believe, isn't your sister excited because mum's going to be there for her birthday? I don't remember that, but it's possible. I think that's true, because she's off traveling, because your mother, who you never meet as a child, uh, in the childhood scenes... Yeah, I was going to say, you probably met her, I'd say, at least <laughs> once. ...is a hero. Yay! Uh, Scarlet Robe, I think her name was. Huh, I never knew that. Mm. That's, that's pretty cool. Yes, uh, and it's probably because of her that something happens to the village... Damn her eyes. Uh, specifically, it is attacked by... And, and this is where the word hero uh, is an interesting one, because we use it to describe this race of sort of super-powered beings. But they're not necessarily good guys. As we've established, you are a hero, and you can certainly do evil things. It's, it's, like, it's like adding super to something. They can be superheroes, or they can be supervillains. So sometimes you get Scarlet Robe, and sometimes you get Jack of Blades. Yay! <laughs> Who is not a nice person and burns down Yay. your village. I do like Jack of Blades. Quite good, as villains go. Mm. He's, he's pretty cool. I've, I've got to admit, I don't know if we'll be touching on the sequels during this episode. Oh, we'll probably mention them. But I really, really, really friggin... As, as much as I dis dislike the game itself, Fable 3's <laughs> The Crawler is probably my favourite villain out of the whole bit. It's got to be said, uh, I believe... I might be wrong in saying this, but I think even Peter Molyneux has accepted that Fable 3 was a clusterfuck now. Yeah. I think yeah, he's actually got on record as saying, yeah, it didn't go well. Yeah, yeah but it had yeah, its moments. Yeah, Yep. Yeah. Because it didn't. It, it totally had its moments, though. Oh, oh, Fable 3 is half a good game. Yeah, brilliant. Half it's of it's a brilliant game. Well, I'd say half of it's a good game, because it's half of it is just Fable 2, which is my favourite Fable game. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Half of it is, is a great game, and then and then it just... I don't know what happens there. Yeah. So let's ignore that. So, Fable 1. Fable 1, yes. Uh, you graduate the Heroes Guild. Hooray, well done, with flying colours, because you've got to zap your teacher with lightning. 
again. Uh, you're not supposed to zap your teacher. Yeah, yes, you are. You are. That's his challenge. You've got to hit him with lightning like ten times, and then you've got to hit him with a sword ten times. You've got to hit no, him with an arrow ten yes, times. No, you do actually have to do that bit. Yeah. Uh, but he can take it because he's enormous. He is, and, and tough as nails. And he's also a wizard. He's covered in all the weird glowing blue sigils. Yes, he is definitely a magic-using hero. But uh, yes, you, you head out into the world. Uh, not, not, not before being sort of sent out by the, uh, was it the guild master? Mm-hmm. Yes. You're low on health. Do you have any potions or food? <laughs> yeah, your ever-present omniscient voice. It's like uh, the professor in Pokemon just bugging <laughs> you to play. Uh, <laughs> this isn't the time to use that. And then you wait a little moment then. Do you have any potions or food? God, fucking damn the guild master. <laughs> yeah, always there. Always there. Oh, God, who, who voiced the guild master? Do you reckon it's going to be the same guy that did the voice of the the the, um, the consciences in uh, in black and white? It may have been because he even looked a little bit like the good conscience, but with a slightly smaller beard. But uh, it's just taking me back to uh, the the voice cast of Fable in general, uh, some of which was quite quite uh, well cast. Although was that Fable Two? I can't remember. Fable Two had a brilliant cast because I mean you had yeah Stephen Fry in there for one thing. Yes, they started to get some real names in there, but um, even guess, Fable, they had some well-known names. I mean, well, they had Danny Elfman do the music, so that was a pretty big bit. Uh, only the opening title. Yeah, but damn, we all remember that opening bit. Right? Yes. Good, good. Yeah. It was, it, it was good. And it's uh, interesting in that m- most of the music was done with an orchestra. It was still Russell Shaw doing most of it, um, who is the uh, Lionhead's music guy. He did black and white and everything. Yeah. But uh, Danny Elfman was really, really set on real instrumentation yeah. rather than synthesizers. Which is cool. And when you're Danny Elfman, you can get away with it. Because <laughs> <laughs> ain't no one going to say no to Danny Elfman. Exactly. You can be all- no, let's hire an orchestra. And it's like, okay. He's like, I'll hire an orchestra. And you're like, well, no, you can't. And he's like, because that's you know what he does. Really? Because I brought one with me. I just create them out of thin fucking air. Yes, uh, uh, you, you graduate the Heroes Guild and set about into the world. I admittedly, I'm looking, this is at, where... I'm looking at the cast for Fable and I admittedly only recognise one voice. Which one? Jennifer Saunders. Really? Because I could have sworn... Oh, I can't remember her name, but... Uh, Julia Sawala, I believe, was in it as well. Um, I don't see her on there. Interesting. I could have sworn Brian Blessed was one of them. That would not surprise me in the least. <laughs> no, not at all. He should have been the voices of the of the uh, Kates. Yes, uh, Demon Doors. Oh, Demon, Demon Doors. Demon I love Doors, Demon yes. Doors. Oh, no, yeah. Julius Sawala was in um, Fable 2. Oh, okay. Along, along with uh, Zoe Wanamaker and Ron Glass. Yeah, Fable 2 had an amazing cast. Yeah. As like, Oh, and I didn't realise James Corden was in it. This must have been way before he was like big. Yeah, I didn't know that either. And Sean Pertwee. I did know that. Yeah. And Nolan North. Of course then, he was. It's a video know. game. <laughs> it exists in video game form. Nolan North <laughs> is there. If not, he just appears yeah. out of the shadows. So, hey, what that be? <laughs> and, then, and then you get to Fable 3 and you've got John Cleese, Michael Fassbender, Stephen Fry, Ben Kingsley, Simon Pegg, Sean Pertwee, Zoe, Zoe Wanamaker. Damn. Yes, yeah, suffice to say it became established and was able to pull in some real voice talent. Let me look now. Crikey. Jonathan Ross in that weird little cameo that he's in. Yeah, that's weird. That was very strange. 
Also, I have that major problem where, like, I swear to God that the crawler is voiced by Tim Curry. <laughs> but the crawler is never, like, given credit a credit. And I'm just like, it's it's him, for God's sake! It just sounds so much like him. But I'm sure if it was him, they would have credited him, because it's Tim Curry. But yeah, voice acting, music, damn. They went epic. Hello? Hello. Hello. Sorry, you guys were just, like, super silent for a moment there. Hey, it turns we're, out I've had my microphone we were waiting for you for to be done being filmed by the voice acting. Oh, uh, Mike, you... Uh, Welcome back to the show. Go, Mike. Mike is saying a lot, to be fair. So what, has what has you it been to... so long since you've been... It's been so long since you've been in an episode that you've completely just forgotten how to microphone. I muted it to sneeze and fiddle with the window and then forgot to unmute it and have been sat here quietly <laughs> listening anyways. <laughs> Did you, did you, did you he's not in the toilet. He's complete out of his element. Yeah, that is true. I should move to the bathroom. No, <laughs> please don't. Nothing <laughs> wrong with the bathroom. It was fine. <laughs> so yes, you leave the the heroes guild and go out into the world to fight evil or aid evil, depending on you know whatever you your uh, whole bit is. Although you do fairly quickly become reunited with your sister. Hooray! Oh, it's so glad to see her. And sure she would be so glad to see you too if she could see. <laughs> oh, no. That's tragic. Oh, blind jokes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> not, just, not just blind jokes, but like eyes stabbed out with flaming hot knives jokes. Yes. Ah, uh, good times. Which, re which sort of, as a hero, triggered something in her. Which, I mean, that's a great power and all, but what a cost. She is now a seer. Oh, so ironic. I know. Uh, and uh, has become a little bit, a little bit psychic. Little bit psychic. And she's the one who, who guides the hero with talk of dreams and prophecies and their mother, the hero, and uh, a destiny that the hero has. And for some reason now has a book explaining exactly who they are, their bloodline, <laughs> their family history. <laughs> I was like, where did this come from? The Magic Exposition book. Yes. I uh, which, love that book. Which someone gave her. It's never really specified where that came from. Was it, was it, from, Des was it from Destiny of the Endless? It, it may have been. <laughs> That's the only way I can think of it. You just, get to the, you just get to the end and it's just like, and then they read the book and then they turn the page and then they turn the page and then they turn the page and you just keep doing that. <laughs> oh my oh my so yeah she's blind. she's blind she's blind but she isn't she's blind but she can see better than you in many ways just apart like every from being able to see everything that's in front of her a apart oh, from the literal way yes, yes. Oh, great now in a literal well, sense well i've got my head now is i can see the future oh god <laughs> Wait, if you can see the future, then why didn't you know that you were going to get your eyes stabbed out? Couldn't see it then. Too much present in the way. It was only when they killed, they took out my eyes that I could see the future, because I could stop concentrating on seeing the present. I'm sh that, you know what? That actually makes a lot of sense to me. It worrying way. Yeah. They're not, they, they weren't cows on the ship. They wanted to be, but they forgot. Now they, see, now they see the sky, and they remember uh, how to yeah. cows again. Oh, I watched that last night. I did wonder where you were going with that. I wonder yeah. if I got that quote. I'm paraphrasing Firefly. Mike? You are. Turn your phone off. That's not my phone. My phone's off. That's Kim's phone. She's left it in here. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Mike, <laughs> turn your girlfriend off. I can't turn her off. <laughs> I, I disagree. Um, anyway. <laughs> Bad. <laughs> we are for you. Anyway, uh, from there, it's a fairly standard <laughs> fantasy plotline, really, isn't it? It's the pursuit for the one who wronged you. It's, it's hunt down Jack of Blades, going through a, a series of quests to find information and beat up minions. And, and it is what you would expect of a hero's journey. Find the one who burned your home down. Yeah, it's it's you. And your thank plot. him for setting you on the path of evil. <laughs> <laughs> I but, saw what you were doing, and it was evil. And I was like, "Damn, this is awesome!" And I was like, "I could do that, but better." <laughs> now I got to get you out of the way. But along the way, there's lots and lots of stuff to see and do. Loads of side quests and lots of stuff you can do for yourself, like buying up property, marrying Lady Grey. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we all marry Lady Grey. <laughs> it's worth trying. In every uh, game. Marry Lady Grey in every game. Uh, wait, no, that's Fable 2. Is that? <laughs> I, was, I said man or woman, but then I remember that's Fable 2. Yeah. Hero you still, of, marry, you still yeah. marry Lady Grey. It's also worth pointing out that Fable 2 is set 500 years after Fable 1. <laughs> you can still marry Lady Grey. Still marry Lady Grey. I like, to, I like to add that it is entirely not... It, 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 I don't even need to make anything up here. You can marry Lady Grey... But you do need to dig her up first. <laughs> <laughs> and there is some assembly required. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Who knows why I like that mission? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, dear. Uh, well, but he, has got, he has got his own personal grave digging shovel, so... Yeah. yeah. It's not a grave digging shovel. It's a, it's a very, very... Also, I think it's a spade anyway, isn't it? Because it's got a pointed bit. Wait, I forget which one's which. The shovels have the point at the tip, or a shovel's flat? I think I, spades are flat. I think spades are flat and shovels oh, okay. are Okay. It's an entrenching tool. Either way, you're following a dog around with it. Yeah. <laughs> waiting for him to dig up. Scooper. And you're like, oh, hey, he's found some treasure. I hope it's gold. I hope it's jewels. It's a condom. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a condom. <laughs> Every time. You can also marry everyone else, of course. Yep. Everyone in the world. Well, not everyone in the world. Not simultaneously. No. And not the children. No, and not your dog. And not some married people. Well, in Fable 1, you don't have a dog. Oh, that's true. But not any dogs that might be there, but not modelled. And probably not the Balverines. Fuck Balverines, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, in Fable 1, fuck Balverines. In Fable 2 and 3, I've got no problem, because Fable 2 and 3 have gunpowder. Yeah. Bal <laughs> Suddenly, Balverines become a less... Like, werewolves become less of a problem when you have guns. Balverines are sort of the werewolves of the Fable universe. They bite you, and then you turn into one of them, and then you hop through the forest screaming and shouting and dropping down right next to the fucking player and eating their head. <laughs> I was going to say, they're like werewolves, except without that whole weakness of turning into a man for most of the month. Uh, they do, though, don't they? They turn, into, they turn into humans during the day, and then they turn into balverines during the night. Is that right? Yes, so not most of the month, just... Oh, yeah. You know, they're... Balverines a lot of the time. Yeah, they're Balverines for like half the day because, you know, night time. Because they're bastards. Oh, seriously, fuck Balverines. Like Balver yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they are nasty. Like, uh, Hobbs, Balverines on the other are, hand, are hilarious. Well, that's the, thing is, like, that's the thing, though, is that Balverines as an enemy are terrifying because, you know, fighting them and all that. Hobbs as an enemy are hilarious. And then you find out more about them. Yeah. Well, yeah. And then they're slightly less hilarious and slightly more nightmare fuelish. 
like when you first find hobs, they are these tiny little sort of goblin creatures that attack in in packs and are kind of rubbish. They mostly try and run away or like hit you with sticks. They're pretty shit. Um, and then you do later on find out that hobs are basically children that have been like kidnapped or they've gotten lost and have turned into hobs after eating human flesh. Yeah. And you're like, okay. Which is why they're all sort of small and dwarf-like, because they look like just little goblins at first. And you're like, oh, look at these little fuckers, and you start kicking them around and stabbing them or whatever, or zapping them with lightning. And then you realize they're children. Yep. And there's a, I think there's a mission in Fable 2 where you go into a hob cave. Yep. Yeah, and you just out. Yeah, and there's just, oh, uh, you see what they're doing. Like They're actually going out and kidnapping children to turn them into hobs. Yep. Uh, there's like a game like Fable where you can name your character Arseface and run around with a giant potbelly zapping people with lightning has some of the biggest nightmare shitty moments ever. It's British. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes it is. We do this kind of shit. That we do. <laughs> where we go, hey, hey, look at this. Isn't it funny? Isn't it weird? It's kind of grim. But now it's funny again. We made the demon door say shit. <laughs> and boy, did they ever. Yep. <laughs> demon doors are fun. They are literally doors and literally demons. And they're all over the world. And you, they, they give you challenges. They won't open unless you do a thing for them. Like feed them or fart at them or play them a, a, a song. Or, or get married. true love in front of them. Yeah, get married in front of them. That's, another good, that's a good one. Or kill someone in front of them. Um, or kill someone that you're married to in front of them. Which, you know, there, there is an optimal way of playing this. Yeah. You could demonstrate true love in front of one to seduce someone, take them in front of another to marry them, and then take them in front of another to murder them. And that's yeah. three of them done with one person. <laughs> so, yeah. And then they open and you go through them into a weird alternate dimension and you gain a bit of random equipment. And also Brilliant. get get the fucking shit scared out of you in Fable 2 when you go into that one that's a, a really nice, idyllic little Christmas village. Oh, yeah. And then you pick up the weapon, and then suddenly everything just goes, and it's like gibbet trees and cages with corpses in and axes and rotting wood. You're like, what happened? Again, it's it's British. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and uh, I've just found a wonderful page, the titles you can get, and I had forgotten. Oh. In Fable 2, one of the available titles is Knobhead. Yay! <laughs> I was never knobhead. I had forgotten that one, but it makes me smile. I trying to remember what my name was in, in Fable or Fable 2. I honestly can't remember. Well, there's only a limited selection in Fable. Yeah. You can be Assassin. No. Or Avatar. No. Or Druid. No. Maleficus. No. Ranger. Possibly. Liberator. No. Rune Master. No. Hood. No. Saber. Yes, I was Saber. Ah, so you were not Pie Master. No, unfortunately not. Or Chicken Chaser. Does that mean you chase chickens? Or Arse Face. Hooray! Or Reaper. Or maybe I was Reaper, because I was, like, how old was I when that came out? 16? Yeah, I was totally Reaper. <laughs> or Deathbringer. Oh, I don't think I did enough to unlock being Deathbringer. Or Pilgrim. Gladiator. Arrow Dodger. Paladin and Necromancer. Those are the last few. Yeah. Paladin and Necromancer were the two that you had to unlock by donating to one of two religions. Oh, the cult of... I want to say Scorm. Scorm. 
Scorum. It was the Temple of Avo and uh, the um, uh, the, the Church, Church of Scorm. Of Scorm. It may have yeah, Church, Church of Scorm. Well, had Chapel to, of Scorm. That was you had it. to eat crunchy chicks in front of someone. Yes, eating live chickens. Yep. Uh, you also had to abandon people to it as well, didn't you? Uh, later on, I know that you could like sacrifice people there to just gain evil points. You could just like gain massive boosts to yep. evil points by chucking people down a pit. You get bonuses if you're like married to them or whatever. Yes. Uh, in fact, you you could get Scorm's Justice, which was a weapon. Um, in uh, this is later on in one of the later games, because uh, Scorm remains the sort of unholy religion throughout it. Uh, what was fun about uh, Scorm's Justice as a gun was it could be upgraded, but not for money, uh, not not for uh, for finding parts. Uh, the only way to do it was to fuck with other people. <laughs> uh, so the first upgrade, you just had to become evil yourself. The second upgrade, you had to fuck with villagers. And then to get the ultimate upgrade, you had to kill your spouse three times. So you had to get married and kill them three times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I could call myself Widowmaker. I'm the Widow. But that's in Fable 3, so you have to play Fable 3. Which is not advisable. Well, actually, yeah. play it once. Playing Fable 3 is advisable. Finishing Fable 3 is not advisable. Yes, play it until you are in charge. Yeah. And then once you become king... Stop. There is no more fun to be had here. Walk away. Just just, just walk away, bruh. Just walk away. <laughs> Trust You've us reached the end of the trilogy. Yeah. There's nothing to be gained from continuing beyond that point. Well, isn't it a quadrilogy now? Wasn't there a rail shooter? No. Well, no? yes, but also no. Oh, okay. <laughs> I have that. I've not played it. It came with my uh, Xbox. I kind of had a Connect. Ah, Connect. But that's not what we're here to talk about because I will go on a rant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, let's have the rant. No, you just. It's not an interesting rant. It's just how much I friggin' hate the Connect. Why do you hate the Connect? I just. It doesn't work in every single time I've played it. Do I just have a weird body? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, this is a fascinating rant. <laughs> What about what yes. is the problem? Like, I do, yes. I don't know. I just, I really don't like the Kinect or the, the move. I liked the iToy. Wait, how long ago was the iToy? That was a long time it's, ago. I know, it's right? version, so it came back out on the PS3. The PS2 one. Because you know how many PS3s I owned? Zero. The, uh, the iToy was not um, on the PS3. It was the, the PlayStation I at that point. Oh, oh yes, with, with Eye of Judgment or whatever it was called. Yes. But, yes. So you go around the world doing evil, or, you know, thwarting evil if you're some kind of dweeb, until... Well, what sort you, of endgame? You discover that you are a descendant of Archon, who is a pretty big deal in, in this universe. You know, he did rule over the entire kingdom. Uh, he, he was sort of the, 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 reign, the king on the Iron Throne. He, he governed the whole land. And under his rule, it was peaceful and prosperous and happy and, and bright and cheerful. Because he was a dweeb. <laughs> uh, well, at first he was. But he used uh, a, a magical weapon. He wielded the Sword of Aeons. But you know what they say about power? It's pretty cool. It also corrupts. Oh, no. Yeah. And absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. Absolutely. So he started to fall to the Sword of Aeons, uh, which led to him caring less and less about the kingdom, more and more about power, uh, and eventually sort of his, his end is sort of lost to myth, but his family bloodline is traced in the book that Teresa has, and you are the descendants of Arkham. 
Which explains why Jack of Blades attacked your village. Because Jack has the sword. Hence Jack of Blades. Mm. And the thing about the sword is it's not useful to him. It has its own little dealie going on. It needs to be powered by the blood of an archon. Well, holy shit, I just realised something. What did you realise? That your older sister, when you just said it, that your older sister's name in Fable is Teresa. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I just got it. Did you? Yeah. You've, seriously, you finally just got that. I, I did finally just get that. But then again, I'm, I'm not very good at saying that because I didn't realise about the age thing. But Yeah. Huh. That's weird. Why is that weird? Well, because she's in Fable 2 and 3. Yes, she is. As a super-duper neutral woman. Eh, kind neutral, of. Neutral leaning on bad, leaning on good, yes. leaning on neutral once again. Well, it's one of these things that... Uh, large women. Whilst there are multiple endings, sort of, uh, as we will come on to, maybe... Uh, the way the endings are presented means that if there's going to be a Fable 2, you definitely picked one of the two. Ah, uh, yes, because if you go evil, don't you, like, basically rule the, rule the Earth forever? Yes. Yeah. Uh, it is eternal darkness under the uh, uh, thumb of the wielder of the Sword of Aeons. Hooray! Spoiler! You spoiler, take the bad the guy wants Jack. to take over the world. Um, <laughs> yeah, don't yeah, you basically... The bad guy wants to take over the world. Yeah, don't you basically then decide whether you want to be good or evil right at the end? Yes. Basically, the final confrontation, you defeat Jack, uh, and I say defeat very specifically, you do not in fact at that point kill him uh, and take the sword from him, and you are then led, uh, left with your sister, the sword, Jack, and the vortex, um, although the vortex is inside Jack, this is a, a thing. Because he, he's from the vortex, he's from like another dimension, isn't he? I believe so, yes. Yeah, with all these other horrible things like the crawler come from. Yep. So you have this sword, and you can use it to kill one or the other. And if you kill Jack, you'll unleash the vortex into this other dimension, and you can banish the sword into that dimension so it can no longer have any sway over your world. Or you can kill Teresa, in which case you are the wielder of the Sword of Aeons. So it is basically, after the game carefully tracked your behavior throughout the game, you know, to, to see how good or evil or scary or noble or everything you are, you are presented with an A or B choice. You are presented with kill a kitten, or oh, sorry, kill a nun, or send a kitten to college. Yes. Yeah. It is the... Uh, ah, I... God, it makes me angry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Fable has a flaw. If Fable has a major flaw, it's this one. Yes. And whilst I can see an argument for if the player is fairly neutral offering them the choice, when you're the guy walking in there with actual horns and red mist swirling about your feet, skin glistening with magical power from your evil doings, and it's like, would you like to redeem yourself and save the world? It's like, fuck off. And if you did, you then suddenly, that it gives you enough good points to like, doesn't that give you enough then good points to ring? And you immediately pop a halo, yes. Yeah. <laughs> So really what they are saying is the only decision that matters is the last one. Yeah, none of that shit mattered. Deathbed repentance, except you don't have to die. In fact, in neither option do you die. No. So it's deathbed uh, repentance without the death. I mean, the biggest sacrifice you can give is not taking over the world. Yeah, which <laughs> is the canon ending. Yeah. And that's why I'm saying this is why Teresa is in 2 and 3, is because if there is going to be a 2 or 3, it must be from an ending where the hero killed Jack of Blades rather than Teresa, because otherwise 
the world would still be, uh, well, let's face it, eternal darkness is a very long time. I know, right? It's only 500 years later. That's still within eternal darkness. I, I was at work for eight and a half. I was at work for eight and a half hours today, and like eternity is a bit longer than that. And eight and a half hours seemed like a really long time. I'm just trying to put that into perspective for people: how long eternity might be. Eight and a half hours. Uh. It's longer than that. Longer than that. Imagine eight and a half hours. It's longer than that. Sometime after four. <laughs> Nine and a half hours. So yeah, then 500 years pass. Well, actually, um, there's also The Lost Chapters. Oh, I've never played that. And this is content that was originally in the game, but had to be cut for time, basically, and got released as an expansion pack. And it adds uh, a little wrinkle to that ending. If you discard the Sword of Aeons, yeah. you have the chance to gain the Sword Avo's Tear, which, uh, you'll remember, Avo was the name yeah. of the good god earlier. He's and this basic puppies and brightness and kittens yeah. that smile with their mouths open. So if the Sword of Aeons is an artifact of scorn, and it is, then Avos Tear is literally its good twin. Right. Ah. So you now have the power to rule over over the kingdom in eternal benignity. The trouble is Jack returns. Because you, you really when you killed him, you only banished him back into his own dimension where he got pissed and turned into a dragon. Oh no! <laughs> As will so often happen. I freaking hate when that happens. <laughs> and that yeah, happens immediately. Yeah, it's always happening. And the reason is actually he kind of has a Horcrux. Oh, the Harry Potter fans in the room. Yes, because uh, if you remember Jack of Blades' character design, he had a rather cool mask. Yeah, I love that mask. Which is left over when you kill him. It's his oh. anchor. Oh. So uh, he Destroy can it. dragon. And you have to team up with another hero who doesn't appear in the original fable uh, to fight off Jack again in the form of the dragon using Avo's tear. Uh, and you can literally capture his soul in the mask and destroy it, getting rid of Jack forever. Or you can put <laughs> the mask on and gain his power. Ooh. So it gives you another ending. So you can be good and then throw that away and be bad again. He can be bad, <laughs> repent, then go bad again. Yep. I'm just, I'm just imagining now. Super fable, bad. Like the fable endings are just now labelled with just psych. <laughs> Jack, bring me your flip flops. <laughs> flip flop. But again, messages. Even though we gave you the original ending, which was so big, it said this is the only choice in the game that matters. We're now going to give you another choice that supersedes that one. That choice doesn't matter. <laughs> Even the Nothing only choice matters. that mattered doesn't matter. Do you want to be good, or do you want to be super good? Five hundred years later, super bad. Yes, five hundred years later, <laughs> an orphan is starving to death on the streets of Bowerstone. Yes, yes, it is Bowerstone. It is Bowerstone, which in the original fable was a town, uh, certainly bigger than your home village, but definitely a town. Is it Bowerstone is... the one that had the, the big Balverine problem near it as well? Yes. Yeah, but now it is the city of Bowerstone. It's the capital, isn't it? Yeah, I believe it is, of the region, certainly, of Albion. Because Fable 2 is set in a sort of uh, colonial period. So if you like highwaymen... Yeah, boy, tricorn hats and shit, man. I love the tricorn hats. Yep. They're so pretty. I gotta admit as well, the, the Fable 2 cover, the, 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 the promotional artwork, the, the guy in there with the pool of water and the gun. Yes. Yeah, oh, I fucking love that picture. Yeah, that is pretty pretty. 
And I'll tell you what, Fable 2, the transition into this colonial era of pirates, tricorn hats, muskets, is perhaps my absolute favorite thing about the Fable setting and the Fable franchise, and even on the movement into the industrial age of Fable 3. Yeah. Because so often fantasy universes are completely temporarily static. They are dark ages. And they never advance because they are fantasy settings. But this is taking that realm of swords and sorcery and bringing it into an age of steam and muskets and high seas and and the world is moving on and and magic is becoming not forgotten but certainly sort of sidelined the heroes guild is no longer held in high regard it's not then they are just wasn't it there as well they are not superheroes weren't the heroes guild uh disbanded though weren't they uh killed well yes yeah so the Heroes Guild itself is gone, but what I mean is heroes have sort of just fallen oh. by the wayside. Yeah. They're still around. They said, yeah, they fell out of favor, and people decided they were freaks and decided to kill them, and yeah. Full-on witch-burning style, just they are weird and dangerous. Uh, no, no one people rose up. power. Yeah, and now we have guns, so we can do something about it. And they did. And, they and did. now the heroes have guns. Oh shit, run. <laughs> So it's, in many ways, completely unconnected. Yeah. Uh, it's 500 years later. You're not a descendant of the Archon. You are a hero. And you're chumming around with Ron Glass for most of the game. Which is awesome. That is, that is my just sum up. It's just like, does your game have Ron Glass in it? No. Fable 2's better. <laughs> yeah, but what about... Shut up. Shepherd book. <laughs> and indeed, it is Teresa who sets everything off. Yeah. Sending you off after the, the heroes of might... Will and skill. That's right. Julia Sawala is the hero of might, isn't she? She is Hammer. Yes, Hammer. Hammer's awesome. I love Hammer. Hammer is pretty badass. I mean, the fact that it's, you know, the hero of might, the big, strong hero, is the one girl hero. Yes. She is huge. She is built like a brick shit house. <laughs> yes. And carries a big old hammer. And her name is Hammer. And she was raised by monks who were pacifists, and she's very, very, very frustrated by this. Because they wouldn't <laughs> let her hit things. Yep. She's or... got a bit of a violent streak. She does. She has a temper. She doesn't uh, like this. She doesn't, no. Uh, then you've got, uh, I forget what his name is now, Ron Glass. Mm-hmm. You, ha- you have Ron Glass. I don't, I don't remember what his character's name is, but, you know, you, you have Shepherd Book. Garth. Uh, Garth, that was it, the wizard, um, who is awesome and a bit more level-headed. But also a little bit enigmatic. A six foot. Um, well, he looks like he even looks like Rick Rongarth. Yeah, yeah. He looks like Shepherd, uh, uh, preacher rather. And uh, and finally, right towards the end of the game, the hero <laughs> of skill, Reaver, <laughs> played by <laughs> Stephen Fry. Now, I was I wasn't entirely sure what to Just think of Reaver right at first. Because he is this kind of dandy, and when you first meet him, he's having a, he's a sculpture being made of him, isn't it? Yes. He, he's posing. He's posing with his pistol because he's a he's a marksman and a sort of desperado. Because um, they represent the, the the three schools of combat: the the melee, the ranged, and the magic. And uh, a guy is sculpting him in a, in a, from a big chunk of marble when you're uh, when you walk in and get your first mission from him. And as you leave the room after he's given you his mission, you hear him talking to the, the, the sculptor and saying, is that really what you think my buttocks look like? And then there's just a single gunshot. And you suddenly realize, because Hammer is a bit angry, but she is a good person. Garth is a bit enigmatic, but he's a good person. 
And Reva murders people because they don't sculpt his buttocks entirely accurately. He just flat out yes. shoots Reaver a guy is in the face. Monster. Yeah. Look, he is just an asshole. And and we love him. He because is the acknowledgement that Fry. some heroes are bad. Hmm. <laughs> Evelyn does not approve of Stephen Fry. She'll learn. And sure. I was really glad that uh, of the heroes in that game, that Reeve was the one that came back oh, yeah, for uh, Fable 3. 3. He? Yeah, he was the sort of captain of industry. Yeah. He was the uh, the Dickensian villain with his massive top hat and fur coat. Mm. I want a fur coat and a top hat. Well, there's nothing stopping you. Money jack. Money oh, jack. that. Yeah. Well, lack of money stops you, I guess. So, yes. Mm. And what was the sort of overarching goal for Fable 2? You had to take down Lord Lucian. I remember that much. Hmm. Uh, but what, what after that? Uh, oh, I'm forgetting what the end game was for Fable 2. Again, it led up to one big choice. Yeah, there was, remember a, that there, was much. A, there was a giant floating black pyramid, I remember that. There was. And then, a, l- a little wasn't bit... It, le- wasn't it along the lines of stop, stopping Lolusian? That was quite... Didn't you have a choice of what, the greater good? Always. Money, take all the money for yourself type thing, or plunge the world into darkness type ideas. But again, you have to have made one decision for Fable 3 to happen. Ah, yes, it was actually three choices you had at the end, I remember now. Sacrifice, love, and wealth. Yes, you can resurrect all the innocents that were killed um, in the construction of the Spire. Or you could resurrect your immediate family, so if you're married, your wife. No, 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 that was it, it was your dog. Uh, it was your dog, your sister, and Bring your, your dog back. Yeah, yeah. In, in the fight with Lucian, he kills your dog, and that's like the worst thing ever. Motherfucker. Who is going to dig me up some condoms up. now? <laughs> or wealth, which is the million gold. Did you, say a million? Did you say a million? Yes. So why are the other options there? Because <laughs> some people value people. Yeah, but a million gold can buy more people. <laughs> I don't think you understand how many people a million gold could buy. And uh, that's where Teresa, uh, your sister from the original, uh, at the end, because the spire is still there, yeah. tells you that uh, the city is yours to do with as you wish, but the spire is hers to do with yeah. as she the wishes. Sp- the spire is basically this giant magical tower floating in the middle of the sea. Mm. And that's where we go, is she quite so neutral? Yeah, she wants her own private like lair. It is a supervillain lair. Let's yeah. be honest. In fact, <laughs> exactly. it is set up in this game as the lair being constructed by a supervillain. Yep. Oh and man, that's that's it. That's a dark ass section when you get when you work <laughs> on Spire. Yeah, when you're one of the uh, enslaved workforce. Yeah, you you infiltrate it. Like I don't. I want to know how good an infiltration this is. If you're you infiltrate it and then twenty years later, or we, we assume you're playing like, the long con. Yeah, it's like day one, then it's day two, then it's day 180, then it's day 365, then it's day question mark. And it's quite And I want to know how how stupid the guards are, because my hero was infiltrating and she was like six foot eight, 300 pounds of solid muscle and glowing. (laughs) (laughs) I think that one might be a hero. Yeah, she's, just, end, like, she's got a really good diet as well. Was it like seven years in the end that you've gone for? Yeah, it's a pretty pretty like long time. Ten, I think it's like ten years. 
It's a long-ass time. It is. Uh, luckily, you don't have to play through that all in real time. Yeah, it is. Like I said, it just fades to black, and it's just day question mark. You're like, oh, damn. <laughs> um, it doesn't say how long it takes, but it does say that there are 15 million poppies in Albion. Wow. Wow. Internet. Thanks, Mike. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's, um... Is it wrong? The first thing I went to was like, man, how much opium could we just, like, flood Albion with? Me and Reva. Each tree has 120,000 leaves. Why will it tell me that, but not how long the game takes? Like, have you become, like, Albion's first botanist or something? <laughs> and also, really why? He's reading out what other people have written. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> now, that's either not true, the whole 120,000 leaves thing, or someone has counted them. It's... It I'm says not prepared that to each exist tree has with... roughly 120,000, so I'm guessing they've counted, because otherwise they would know exactly how many. Yeah. Okay, then. Very well, Internet. You win this uh, round. <laughs> see you next time. Um, so, yes, there's also one thing I need to very, very importantly mention about Fable 2. Do not have a child. <laughs> what happens if you have a child, Jack? Well, what happens when you have a child is when that child grows up, it's going to become an asshole. What are you saying? King Logan. No, no, no. What are you saying? That King Logan is an a... asshole. You saying my kid's going to grow up to be an asshole? Fuck yeah, you, King, King Logan is an asshole. <laughs> so I guess what we're saying is if you're going to have a child, have a daughter. You did well, Jack. Fuck if yeah. You, if you have a child, he does. he is Michael Fassbender, so... That is true. That is a good trade-off, I guess. <laughs> he's an asshole. He's an asshole, but he's a fastbender. He's a fastbender asshole. So fastbender, then. He's a fastbender. asshole. And yes, again, there is one true canon here. There is only the one ending, really, that's going to lead to Fable 3. Which is, your hero goes off and has at least two children. <laughs> yes, at least two. You, Logan, two. Logan and Hero the 43,000th. Th- two they are required. <laughs> Okay. Ow. Jack, you've turned into a stylophone. Well done. Ah, sorry about that. That's all right. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, let's try that again. I think you have No, a don't do it again. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought they were meant to be your grandkids. The characters are No, no, they're your, chi- they're your direct children. Are they? Yeah, because you die and Logan takes the throne. Yeah, who is your son? Oh, right, it's at least 60 years, isn't it? So, yeah. yeah, it's not another 500 years. No, oh God, no, no, no. Although, oh, I just realized something as well. Maybe maybe heroes do age like normal people. Because I remember Reaver's bit now, what his whole storyline is, that he doesn't age because he feasts on the life force of other people. Like, he actively saps the years out of them. He doesn't age. Um, heroes live longer, though, but yeah. they will age. Yeah, okay, that, that was it. Because Scythe, who is the hero who helps you defeat the, the returned Jack of Blades in the original Fable, yeah. is actually referenced in Fable 2 um, as being extraordinarily old. Although I think he's dead, and I think Rose sees him in the afterlife. But he was extraordinarily old when he died. Yeah, they just they live to a long age, but Reaver is oh, functionally... Actually, that more. reminds me... You are the descendant of the Archon in Fable 2, because I forget Rose says that Scythe knew the family. Ah, right. And that is the connection. So you are a descendant of... You are. Years down the line. Distant descendant, but nonetheless. So yeah, I just remember, like, Reaver had a a big cult thing set up where he had 
people like young people uh, having all their years sapped out to the age prematurely and it's he's ridiculously vain yeah he is massively vain and we love him for it he is just evil yep and but- yeah and he returns for Fable 3 as Captain of Industry. Captain of, in fact, Reva Industries. <laughs> yes, because Fable 3 brings us into the Industrial Age. Yeah, it's it's sort of getting on for the Victorian times with uh, workhouses and so on. But one of the things I love about Fable 3 is because a lot of the decisions in Fable 3 are less, are you going to do the moral thing? Uh, they're going to be, can you afford to do the moral thing? Yeah, it's it's, do you want to do the moral thing? And you're like, well, yeah. The, it's like, do you want to help these guys out but as in from the first part of the game it's like okay here's your choice do you agree to help these guys out bearing in mind if you help them out they will help you later on like oh um and 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 what's the bad thing well there is no bad thing if you help them and all you got to do is say yes you don't you don't actually have to do anything so oh uh okay now technically speaking you should be thinking what's the catch (laughs) And you go through the game promising that when you... All right, all right, start off with, you are the brother of the king. Yes. And Logan is an idiot. He's, he is a dick, but he is also largely an idiot. Because, okay, spoilers for Fable 3, right? There is a big invasion force of monsters that are coming to Albion. Crawlers. Crawlers. And they're going to basically extinguish all light, turn everyone blind, and eat people's souls. It's really super bad. Now, Logan knows about this because he went to, to, uh, fuck, what's the name of the place? The, the other continent. Aurora, yeah. And, um, he met the crawler and he met Kaylee, the, um, or Kailin, the, um, the, the last remaining survivor there. And basically, the Albion is going to get overrun with horrible, horrible monsters. So he decides he's going to become a great big defensive king, put all of his money into industry and raising up defenses and taxing the shit out of people and raising up a massive, massive amount of defenses at the cost of the liberties of his people. Now, what I never understood was, why didn't he tell people what was going to happen? Because he's an idiot. Exactly. Like, why didn't he say, there are monsters, they are a-coming, let's get this shit sorted out, instead of saying, well... Everyone's fucked now. I'm going to outlaw singing. I just... Uh, I don't understand. And then why can't... When your character becomes king, why can't you tell people? <laughs> I mean, I get, like, in Fable 1, you were a fucking mute. But in Fable 3, your character actually has a voice actor, actually has dialogue. But you don't get to say that. Yeah, why not just tell your counselors? oh, by the way, when I was in the desert, uh, I saw hell and it's coming. Uh, we should probably do something about that. Instead, you go, oh, I'm sorry, I'm breaking my promise to, like, free your people. And they're like, why? And you're like, uh, blah, 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 blah. More to the point, Logan was told specifically that the crawler was coming because Teresa told him. Yep. Oh, that was it. Teresa tells him that the crawler is coming. Yep. But the fun fact is the crawler wasn't coming because the crawler didn't know Albion existed. But when the hero, your character, goes to Aurora... The, 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 the crawler takes interest in you and basically decides it's going to follow you back to Albion. So if all of that shit at the beginning hadn't happened, like if, if Teresa hadn't told Logan that the crawler was coming, then the crawler wouldn't be coming. In much the same way that if you look at it, if Teresa hadn't told you to go and buy a music box at the very start of Fable 2, Fable 2 wouldn't have happened. Yeah. Fuck you, Teresa. <laughs> all as planned. Yeah. Um, so yeah, basically, you're the brother of the king, he's an asshole... You get thrown out of the castle and threatened with death, you and your 
not quite girlfriend or not quite boyfriend, depending on your character's gender. Um, and it is a shame that this is one of the things that bothers me. Is Fable is very, very good at this in many, many ways. It allows you to wear whatever you want. There's no gender restriction on clothes. Yeah. It allows you to style your hair and your tattoos however you want. There's no gender restriction on them. You can marry whoever you want. No gender restriction on marriage. But you are assumed to be in a heteronormative relationship at the start of Fable well, 3. Well, no, because they're not, they're not your... Like I said, you're not in that sort of relationship. You are like a childhood friend. No, you're not. No, but that's it's, true. It's when, you, yeah. it's when you come back and they sort of profess that they ha- they've always had feelings for you and then you've got the option to basically turn them down that or take them true. up on it. Which is super awkward because yeah. at that point they're married to uh, like fucking super duper charity worker feed the homeless man. <laughs> and you're like, well, if I am interested in this girl who is my like childhood friend, do I now like take her away and make her my wife where she will basically become queen and really fuck over this super nice guy? What do you think, giant horns growing out of my head? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Fable 3 is... And then, yeah, you, you, you escape the castle, you sign up with uh, Walter, who was the captain of the guards, mm. and you go around the land, forming an alliance of various people. You help them out, and then they say, oh, cool, if you become king, then we want something, but we will make sure you become king. And you're like, yeah, all right. Basically, you discover that there is already a burgeoning rebellion movement. And they just need a figurehead. Yes, and that is you. And you go around making promises, which <clears throat> it is up to you to keep or not. Like setting some people free, uh, uh, giving some people money, shutting Investing down... The, in their projects. Shutting down the unsafe workhouses, that sort of thing. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. It is It's definitely a more... The, the sort of first half of the game, the building of the rebellion, is a much more involved story than the previous fables. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You really feel that you want to get involved in this. Like, oh, shit, yeah, I want to make sure... I want to see what happens when I become king so I can keep these promises. Unfortunately. Yeah. Um, <laughs> then the last part of your... Well, one of the last parts of your adventure is you go to Aurora, the land across the sea. Uh, do you go there on... I forget, do you go there by accident? Do you wash up there or were you trying to get there? Do you know what? I cannot remember. Either way, you, you end up there and it you turns end out up there, yes. there are no people there. There are no people there but one survivor and it's just sand and tombs. And it turns out there was once a great civilization there but they all got eaten by hell beasts. Uh, led by the Crawler, who is a horrifying multi-faced bastard that warps in and out of shadows and eats people's eyes. Oh, and, and like, taunts you with causing the death of your, like, best friend. Yeah. He's kind of an asshole and also terrifying as shit. Um, then you promise, uh, Kylin that you will go, you will come back and you will bring an army and you will just defeat the crawler. And then you go home, the rebellion kicks off, you defeat Logan, you become the king. First choice, do you kill Logan? Yes. No. Because apparently, Logan is the one person the hero can talk to about the fucking crawler. Yep. You let him live, and then you're like, what are we going to do about the crawler thing? And I don't know what he says, but I assume it's, we better not tell anybody. (laughs) (laughs) Better keep that secret. Yeah, like, god damn this family! But yeah, um, you let him live, because he was like, well, he was kind of like... You know, he he, he doesn't... We, I'm not going to kill the guy. And then he basically explains to you, this is why I was being an asshat. And you're, you're like, oh, well, that explains it. I'm like, no, it fucking doesn't. Um, and and you your question, you are washed up on Aurora because you are sunk by the Royal Navy, which I forgot. Ah, yes, of course. And yeah, then you are king and you've got... Now people will come to you and you sit on your throne 
And you have to decide whether you want to, like, back all these people that come to you and say, you promised us this. And it turns out every single promise you've made, you can totally keep, but it will cost money from the treasury. Millions. Lots and lots of money. You have a lot of money. You know, it's a nation's treasury you have. But the more money you have, the more likely it is that people will survive the oncoming demon invasion. Because you can spend it on preparing for the demon invasion. So... Do you, and it's the case of, well, of course I'm going to keep my promises. And now it's, okay, do you keep your promises, knowing that if you do so, more people will die in the long run? Or do you break your promises and ensure the survival of your kingdom? So do you be an unpopular king to a people who survive? Yep. Or a popular king to, to a bunch a of burning skeletons? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, will be the, I will be the most popular man on the corpse pile. Or do you become the popular king out of your own pocket? Do you keep your promises from your own private purse, maintaining the nation's treasury to fight against the demons, but also keeping your promises, which you can do if you've amassed enough money. Early in the game, buy all the property, buy all the businesses, just amass a shit ton of money, and then you can basically get the best of both worlds. Money makes you win the game, basically. Yep. And considering, I believe, the shop's do pay rent even when you're not currently playing. You can just log out, play something else, log back in a month later, and mm. be rich. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to going back to Fable 2, because I don't think I've played that in 18 months. It is. It is. They pay out every five minutes of time passed, even when the console isn't running. So like I said, yeah. 18 so months, it is, I have As long as you're too. patient. Yeah. yeah. As long as you're patient, it's quite easily done. Um, <laughs> yeah, and it's just a case of, and, and that's not necessarily the problem. I mean, obviously, there's the problem of saying, well, why don't you just fucking tell everyone that there's an invasion coming? You'd think they would want to know panic. that. I mean, yes, panic, admittedly, but also, like, I don't know, preparations? Like, yeah, they're going to panic, but I would rather them panic for a bit first and then know what they're going up against than just go, oh, by the way, monsters are here. Oh, they're being eaten. You know, it's, it's, ah, oh, that's stupid. But that isn't the majorly stupid bit. It's always fun. No, the majorly stupid bit is that you have a countdown of how long until the invasion comes. Uh, I forgot about that. Yeah, you have, I think it's a year, isn't it? You have 365 so, yeah. days until the crawler arrives. And after a day, after you make your first decision, you have 364 days. And then you make another decision. And you have 363 days, and so on. And then you go on an expedition back to Aurora to like get a big jewel that you can then sell for a shitload of money to add to your treasury. And you lose, like I think, 10, 20 days. And you know it goes on like this. You just lose days as you're going. And then it's like, you have 300 days. And then you have five days. You know, wait, what the fuck? Hang on, no. Hang what? No. Where did the last... Wait, 295 days just disappeared? You were asleep. I just slept for 295 <laughs> days. And it's just so frustrating because I'm just looking at this. I, the only thing I can think of is that they're trying to basically go, oh, it's this idea that time has flown by so fast. You thought you had so much time, but now it's like all gone. And like, yeah, I get that. But literally 295 days just went by overnight. That, you, that no, that's not metaphorical. You know, that is quite literally... Bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) And just... The only way I can imagine that they could actually make that work is if it then, over time, started working in, like, um... Uh, what's the word? Like, a cutscene of, um... 
montage, like a montage of like you working on different things and the industry building up and all that sort of stuff and fretting and, and talking to your advisors and the days ticking on that way. But instead, it's just you go to bed, you wake up, 295 days have passed. You've got five days to plan the invasion, to plan You're the defense. You're a heavy sleeper. Uh, yeah, I'm just like, oh, it's so bullshit. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Oh yeah, I also forgot to mention that like, when you're making your decisions, you've got two short... It, it's, it's something that will probably like fuck with your funding a bit, is that you have two choices when you are um, king. Like, if you want to help your the people that backed you and, and, you know, admittedly ran a revolution, killed the last king, it should be pointed out. You know, they tried to... They, they managed to oust the last king. You probably don't want to piss them off. You can either choose to side with them, or the guy char- like in charge of, I think, every single counter-argument is Reva. And in Fable 3, Reva tried to kill you. Like, no joke, at one of his parties, he tries to have you fed to a Balverine. And as we established in Fable 2, he's just pure evil. And in this, he's pure evil and actively tried to kill you. And now he's like, I think you should invest in my factory. And I'm like, I think I should have you killed. Because he owns all the workhouses and shit. And it's like, well, I'm going to shut down the workhouses. He's like, well, you're not going to get all these guns. I'm like, oh, shit. Doesn't mean he's always wrong. No. And I'm like, well, where's the fucking, right, let's keep the workhouses open for the the next year and then close them when the war's done option. Or where's the, let's keep the workhouses open, but let's throw a little money their way to improve conditions. Yeah, exactly. Let's start some legislature. You know, it just... Let's let's start a trade union and uh, teach them about collective bargaining and try and do something for the labor force. Oh, but there's not time for that. Well, there fucking would be if you didn't take away 295 days overnight. (laughs) (sighs) And this is why Pete Molyneux said, and I quote, Fable 3 was a train wreck. Yeah. Is that a direct quote? Built to be much bigger than it was constrained to be and eventually ended up as. Yes, I think Fable 3 was a train wreck. It's a direct quotation. Uh, He was talking about Fable, because it is the 10th anniversary of the start of the genre this year, uh, the franchise this year, and Fable Anniversary is coming, the sort of 10-year edition. I think it's an HD revamp of Fable. I know it is. I've seen it. Uh, And he's been talking a lot about how... Fable is flawed. He admits it. He, t- he takes that on. He says, you know, the gem that, it, uh, that was in my mind has never come to be. It's always flawed in some way. I thought Fable 1, when you consider it was the first game I ever did of that type, wasn't bad. Hugely flawed in some senses, and there were technical issues, like the animation didn't work, but it wasn't bad. Fable 2 was a step in the right direction. If I had my time again, I'd take the advances we made from Fable 1 to Fable 2, make the same advances from 2 to 3, and spend another year on Fable 3. But would that be the perfect gem that's in my mind? No. So what you're saying is, Peter Molyneux has really high standards. Yes. yes I would never have fucking guessed. <laughs> <laughs> but it's nice to see him... Uh, Taking ownership of that a little bit in Fable's case. And at least admitting that he has a reach that far... Well, no, he has a sort of a goal that far outweighs his reach. Which is why he's doing very different work now. And I kind of like what he's yeah. doing. He's, what, is he, what is he doing at the moment? He's working with a very small startup company called 22 Cans. And they are... Wait, wait, wait. Is, is, that, is that 22 Cans or is it 20 Toucans? Yes. Uh, the name is the number two, the number two cans, yeah. but it's all constrained in one word, so it's pronounced twenty-two cans. So it's what whatever you take from it. I don't like this company, <laughs> <laughs> but they are not making a big, overreaching game. 
they are making small projects, experiments. Uh, they did Curiosity, aka oh, was it the Cube. And uh, they, they're also doing Godus, which is a sort of crowdfunded god game, going back to his roots, nearly populacy type roots. I have um, only ever heard bad things about Godus. I've not seen Godus myself, but it's nice to see um, Peter Molyneux getting into smaller, more experimental games rather than big, huge budget, overhyped games. Yeah. I'd rather he was making games like Godus, even if, if that's not working out well. I don't know. I've not played it. I've not really heard a lot about it. It's got some really interesting ideas behind it, and that's mm. what Peter Molyneux should be doing. Experiments, ideas, and things not that the rest talking. of the game industry look at and go, hmm, there's some good stuff there. Let's let's learn from that what we can. So he should and be making, not talking. That yeah, is so he should be making interesting games and staying as far the fuck away from the press as is physically possible. It was actually something he said when Twenty Two Ken started was he didn't want to talk to the press anymore because he knows <laughs> what he's like. It's like, I can't help myself. So he's like, I'm just going to shut up and make games. I'm not going to talk about them anymore. Can we get John Romero and Peter Molyneux together <laughs> to pitch a game? Oh, God. I mean, not it would sound game. like the best game ever. Yeah, exactly. I want, to, I want to hire them to just be like my PR guys and pitch any ideas I have. I'll come up with an idea. They can pitch it. And then we'll get a really bad team to make it. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, speaking of John Romero, I, I made a tweet the other day that some people may have seen about how old I'm feeling. There is a game being made right now called Doom. It's being made by Bethesda Softworks, and neither John Carmack nor Romero are involved. Wait, is it just called Doom? Yeah. Is it a reimagining? Yeah. Oh, no. Is this the, one that, is this the, the beta that comes with Titanfall? Uh, not with Titanfall, with Wolfenstein. Ah, oh, that's true, yeah. Oh no. Yeah. But what about, like, all those dynamic lighting effects where a dragon will breathe fire and, like, real time <laughs> shadows will go up the wall? Well, you can do that now. Oh no! That's why he's not there anymore. And that was Quake, not Doom. Oh shit, sorry. But, uh, no, it's just, it's really interesting that id is just, it's kind of non existent now because Bethesda bought id. Yeah. And it's notable that the new Doom is being described as a Bethesda game, not an id game. And what? Carmack isn't there, and Romero isn't there, and it's gone. I'm, it's time has passed. Yeah, yeah but Bethesda also I'm really confused. Over, a... I'm really confused by the idea of Bethesda making Doom. Mm. Like, I'm intrigued to see what, how it goes. There are like 50 different ways you can frag this imp. Well, it's still it's going to be made by id, because they bought id. Yeah. yeah, it'll be the same. Oh, okay. Team. So that development team is still making Doom, but they, they're branding it Bethesda. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. It's kind of weird. Yeah, it's the end of an era and the start of a new one. It'll be cool. I think it'll be good. But I find it really promising, actually, that John Carmack left it to go and work at Oculus Rift. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. He took one look at it and went, shit, you guys have actually cracked VR. Um, this, is the, this is the one that's going to work, and I want to be part of it. Because if anyone knows 3D maths, it's John Carmack. Yeah. <coughs> he knows his tech. He does. Yeah, they, have have Oculus found a replacement part though? Replacement part? Yeah. yeah. Did you not hear? Did you not hear about this? No. How, how uh, they've pretty much shut production at the moment because uh, the company that makes one of the most vital parts for the Oculus Rift has gone under. Oh. Yeah, they have, the company has gone over. They've yeah, run out of parts. There are no more bits. They can't they make producing anymore. that that part. So uh, they're Ooh, kind of got, So Oculus have had to go. 
well, uh, okay, bear with us. <laughs> but I mean, I, I'm much more concerned with them getting the maths right than uh, the hardware, because hardware improves over generations anyway. So, and, and the bit that Carmack's seen that he's encouraged by is it's the maths, it's the software. So if he backs it, I think it's going to work. I'm very interested by that. I'm also intrigued that people who have seen it have said Valve's um, VR solution is better than Oculus Rift. Huh. It's Valve's VR solution. I've not seen No, no one has outside of Valve. <laughs> oh. And a very select number of journalists. I just found out a really cool little bit of uh, sort of fable lore that I didn't know about. Yeah. Well, you know how in Fable 2 you can go, you can go to Oakvale yeah. and it's, it, it's yeah. a swamp swarming with undead? Apparently yeah. that, wasn't, that wasn't straight after like, the, the whole Hero of Oakvale thing when the bandits burned it down. Mm. Huh? There was a second Oakvale after that. Oh. And it was visited by a group of thing, uh, things called the Shadow Judges. And they asked a young man in the village what he wanted most in the world. He said he wanted eternal life. So he got it. He got it. They killed all his friends and his lover. They basically just killed all of Oakvale. And basically it became this horrible, wretched swamp of undead. And he was forced to walk the earth forever as a reaver. Ah. Reavers from Oakvale. Uh, that's, uh, oh. Yeah. That's a nice bit of lore. I like that. Yeah, that's really cool. That's kind of terrifying. It's cool, but terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> Makes a lot of fucking sense. Reaver is industry. Yeah. Uh, would explain why he is like that. Yeah. So there you go. If you haven't played it, and if we haven't completely spoiled it for you by telling you the ending of all three games, <laughs> uh, play Fable. Even, even so. I know the ending. Yeah, I'm even so, yeah. When, they, when the anniversary edition comes out. Yeah, I'll probably play it all. Yeah, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get the anniversary edition simply because I haven't played uh, Lost Chapters before. It's been so long since I've played it that yeah, I'm going to get it at some point. And no matter what I intend my character to be in Fable Two, she will be an Amazonianly built pistolier in a trench coat and tricorn hat. She always is. And no matter what I try and make my character to be, he's going to be a massively overweight ginger pirate throwing fireballs everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's he always amazing. is. Yeah. Again, in a big black trench coat and a straw hat. Because I was trying to find something to do like look like a wizard's hat, and I came up with a straw hat, and he was just a big fat ginger pirate. In a straw hat. Yeah. Guns and magic. That that kind of hat that pirates are well known for. Well, it was like it was the pistols and what he had underneath the coat that mostly made him the pirate. Gotcha. But the hat just sort of that it was a wizard's hat. A wizard's straw hat. Yeah. That hat that wizards are well known for. <laughs> they are in Final Fantasy IX! I'll have to take right, your word yes. for that, because I'll, I'll never... Nine, they are. I'll, I'll like never mages wear pointy straw hats. Was it pointy in Fable? Yeah. Ah. It was a little bit floppy at the top. You're a little bit floppy at the top. <laughs> that is true. That's where my hair is. Actually, that's true. Yeah. You are a bit floppy at the top. Although not so much anymore. I had to have a haircut for work. Oh, I'm just disappointed that my joke's quite literal. Yeah. Oh. I'm sorry. Oh, I ruined. I ruined your joke. I wanted people to think it was about your penis. Oh, we can make it about my penis. I mean, it still applies. That's what you know at the top. That's where the hair is. is this has been World War Stage One. <laughs> not with everyone else. <laughs> you know, right, right below the eyes. Uh, I have been skeeved. <laughs> what? <laughs> What's skeeved? Skeeved. Are you not familiar with that as an adjective? I'm not. Um. 
my, my skin is crawling and I'm slightly disgusted. Oh, cool. <laughs> I'm going to use that more often to describe people who talk to me. As in skeeved out. Yeah. I'm going to call people my, I'm going to call people my skeevies now. Sure, I've heard that before. <laughs> it's, I, it's quite a well-known term. I've never heard it. In fact, funnily enough, c- considering how it arose, the first entry in Urban Dictionary, the example sentence is, I was completely skeeved by his deformed cock. <laughs> oh, perfect. On that note, That's a... unless anyone has anything to add. I don't think uh, that's we'll anything see, We'll see you in two weeks' time. I'm going to Southampton this weekend. Uh, no, boo yourself. You've got a baby. <laughs> have, have fun with that. that. That's not even a sarcastic comment. That's like, I'm going away for the weekend, but you've got a baby. You like babies. Have fun with the baby. Will. You have brought Good. life into the world. Yes. Every time I, I, I was like trying to say that, and it just came out sounding really, really sarcastic and mean. I was like, no, I actually mean have fun with your with your daughter that you have now. That's amazing. But it's coming out like... You, you have created life. Jack's only going to Southampton. Yeah, exactly. But instead it was like, I'm going to Southampton. Have fun with your baby. Like, no, I mean... <laughs> Southampton does not beat baby. <laughs> baby beats Southampton. I'm sure... I'm sure someone in Southampton has beat a baby at some point. <laughs> so Jack's going to Southampton, but may not return. Hey, hey, this episode doesn't air until the day I get back. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> I might have to put this up early. Oh, shit. Don't do that. Also, so, we are live right now. Yeah, yeah, but no one's listening that we know of. That we know of. That we know of, you, yeah. you don't know, you might be listening to, uh, listened to by someone from Southampton. They don't have ears. <laughs> we might have exclusively say- Southamptonians right now. Yeah, that'd be weird, wouldn't it? It would. I'm sure the keeper has something to say about that. We'll tell him. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> yeah. I think my only purchase to come up, go back onto games quickly, will be Stick of Truth on Friday. Hmm. Yeah, I've been waiting for that game for so fucking long. See, if I had cared about South Park for the last decade, I might be interested. <laughs> it's a shame. I like their um, their N64 game that they had. I can't remember what it was called. <laughs> South Park she- Chef's Love Shack. I thought it was a game. It was a really good game. I had loads of fun with that. Yeah, the first was to shoot. I had loads of games. Also, yeah. I'll leave you with with a with one little random bit of lore for for Fable again. I got it. Right? Do you know what Reaver's ship is called? What? No. It's called Reaver. Right. He wanted to name it the Narcissus, but apparently there was already a ship registered with that name, and shipping laws prevent names from being stolen by any means. So he just named it after himself. Fair enough. Fair enough. Right. <laughs> that that seems like a very Reaver thing to do. Yeah. Also, there is a very real chance we won't be back in two weeks. Oh, really? Um, because my house move is imminent. Oh, it's a new studio. Yes. So I cannot guarantee that I will have computers plugged in, uh, networks connected, or furniture. So we might be taking uh, a slightly semi-forced absence from the airwaves, but we might not. Uh, However, if I am set up in two weeks from now, then there's a very real chance (laughs) that no one will have seen or heard of me since the 14th when Titanfall came out. <laughs> uh, and my old life ended and my new life began. What, what platform are you going to get it on, Simon? PC. 
you're going to get that on PC. Not sure I am that mine will PC run it. Gaming Master Race. You are indeed. Of course, you are. I'm trying to decide who I'm going to have more people to play with on the PC or on the Xbox. I yeah, need, see, I need to work it out. I, uh, it's a very, very good game. I'm not ruling out buying it on both, depending on how the communities work out. Well, after watching some of the Roostiff guys play uh, play the Xbox One beta, that it mm. looks horrendously fun. It really yeah. is. But it looks like because they were playing like they were playing the Xbox One version, and their response for that their response to that sort of question was, it has to be the Xbox One version over the 360 version. It just just doesn't compare. Well, that's the thing is, I was looking at that. I could have sworn that was the 360 version I was watching them play because it looks fun, but it doesn't look graphically particularly stunning. The graphics in Titanfall, what makes them stunning is the detail. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure how well that would come through from a Let's Play. You have to be in yeah. I think. And actually See, observing everything, yeah. Yeah, just how minute all that detail is. It's, it's the Source engine. It's the same engine that's running Team Fortress 2 and Half-Life 2, but it doesn't look it. Yeah. It does not look it. It's a beautiful game. Because on enough. my PC, I was able to turn up I can't remember what they called the top setting. It was either insane or stupid. <laughs> uh, and I managed to turn it up all the way to that. And, oh, it was worth it. It's so pretty. It's phenomenal. And the gameplay is really fun. They've got a lot right. I actually haven't played and enjoyed a sort of modern, competitive, straight-out shooter for a while. Like, I'm, I'm not into CODs. I'm not into Battlefields. Yeah. Uh, uh, but I used to love this sort of... I, I lost a lot of time to Counter-Strike back in the day, and I still play Team Fortress 2 from time to time. But this one completely grabbed me, because on foot, the sort of free-running mechanic is really good. The gunplay feels really solid. The, the presence of the NPCs to just murder en masse means that you never feel like you're you know, lost looking for those six bad guys in a giant map. There's always something to do and someone to kill. Yeah. And then there's the Titans. And then there's the Titans. It's like on top of what would already be my favorite shooter in years. Then they drop a giant robot for you. And allow you to punch other <laughs> giant robots in the chest and pull their pilots out. Yes. Yes. No, and trust them in your metal fist and stand on other pilots who are running from you. And <laughs> do you want to know the bit that sold me for, for that game? Was the uh, you running on foot... Then jumping onto an opponent's titan and well, taking ripping it out. the back off and firing into back of it, ejecting yeah. out of ejecting out of your own exploding titan, and as landing you're landing, that. landing on the top of another one. Yeah, yes, that's a good move to pull off. Although I do love just jumping out of my titan, turning round, shooting the guy on the back of my titan in the face, and jumping back into my titan. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow, which prize just. <laughs> yep. Oh, that sounds beautiful. It's a really fun game. And then there's if you can coordinate it with your friends. Yeah. There's like three of you popping up on different rooftops around an enemy titan and all getting missile lock on them at the same time and hammering them and on foot taking out titans. It's really fun. I want it. I want it now. And it's like uh, there, there is a sniper. You, you can be a sniper. They have upgrades that are very to it. They have the increased parkour kit so you can get to higher places faster with a cloaking device so people can't see you moving from spot to spot and you can get sniper rifles and upgrade them with scopes. But every player is so dynamic in terms of wall running, mantling and just generally maneuvering vertically you're never safe. It's not like Battlefield where you've got a, a good roost and it's going to be hard for them to get to you. 
No, at any moment a guy could turn up directly behind you and kick you off the roof. Yeah. Awesome. Which is so satisfying. I love the fact that one of the melee upgrades is a jump kick. It's a spinning jump kick, so you run up behind someone and just hurricane kick them off the roof. Nice. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. So, so we may not be here next Ever. fortnight, yeah. <laughs> however, however, at some point in the future, there will also be, look out for it, because I'm, I'm, I'm booking it now, there will be at some point in the future a live stream from World 1 Stage 1 HQ. Yes. Yes. Cool. Absolutely will be. And also, when we get together, I do want to record a game of Cards Against Humanity for <laughs> the, the episode that, as Boz said on the other night, this could be the show that ends the network. Yay. <laughs> awesome. That'll be brilliant. But until then, this has been World 1 Stage 1. I have been Simon. I have been Arseface. I have been Mike. I have been a dad. Yay! You did a thing! Has it been past tense already? He didn't do the thing! (laughs) I did the thing! I'm fairly certain he did a thing at some point, otherwise you wouldn't have been able to do the thing at the other point. He has technically been a dad for the last few days. That's true. It's a continuous thing. It is. Yay! And will continue forever. (laughs) I mean, um... Yeah, that. Forever, just, you know, until you die. Just for the rest of your life, yeah. Oh, and on that cheery note, we shall leave <laughs> Until next time, goodbye. I've been Jack. No, wait, we did, we did that. that bit. Oh, no. Just bye. 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 As competent as ever. Yay.